Welcome back into the Shots Aside podcast. Um, I'm here today with Matt. Uh, we just got done watching game two of the NBA Finals between uh, the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Um, I want to go back to game one because we didn't really talk about game one that much. Uh, Boston won 120 to 108. Um, who kind of stood out for you in that game one? Uh, in game one, uh, for the Celtics, really, it was... Uh same players that didn't stand out this game and that was the role players you had uh 26 points from horford in game one six threes um i think uh even uh i don't know how many threes yet but Derek white had a good amount of threes yeah Derek white had 21 points and then five uh, of eight from three smart had 20 points i believe 18 18, 18 points 18 yeah. but he had a couple threes that game too just really, that's a big difference. Like combined this game, they had 16 points, and combined last game, they had over 70 points. Right. 67. I mean, the only bright spot from the Warriors in Game One was, you know, Steph had 34 points. Everybody else pretty much held in check. Um, I think it was just more of a team effort from Boston to try to steal one, which they did at in Golden State. Um, moving on to game two, though, we just got done watching game two. Um, let's talk about the first half a little bit because it was a pretty close first half. Uh, what kind of surprised you? What, what was the things that you were looking at in that first half? Yeah, honestly, the, the first half was um, good. No, I thought Boston came out with a lot of intensity that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Like uh, Golden State had intensity, but theirs was more like uh, just hacking a little bit. But <laughs> Yeah, right. But at the same time, that they weren't getting called for anything, so I guess you'd play that way if the refs allow it. Um, I think some some early fouls kind of put Boston out of their game a little bit. I think uh, their big three had all two fouls in the first quarter, so that's not the best for them. But. Yeah, I mean, first half for Boston, you couldn't have scripted up any better. Maybe, you know, the fouls kind of, Kind of wait on him. I know Marcus Smart ended the game with four fouls. Jalen Brown had three. Tatum had two in the first quarter. So yeah. he was dealing with that. And uh, I think, I mean, you see it a lot. I know we were talking about it earlier, but you see with when um, the home team loses the first game, usually coming out that second game, the refs, like you see the refs kind of help them out with, with some calls and stuff to yeah. kind of, you know, make the game a little bit, the series a little bit closer. Um, I think what I really stood out to me in that first half was how, I mean, you saw Draymond get his his technical there in the first mm-hmm. half, but I think just his intensity um, on the defensive side really kind of set the page. You saw Kevon Looney and Wiggins really uh, getting on the boards and, and creating havoc and activity down low, so... I think uh, that was the main thing I saw in the first half. And that carried over to the second half, really. Um, Warriors really blew it open, you know, went on a um, a hell of a run in the third quarter um, on a 35-14 to 14 run, which, um, you know, Warriors are really known for those third quarters. <laughs> really blew it out. Yeah, they really did. They picked it up in the third quarter. I think uh... – at this point, you kind of got to expect that the Warriors are going to have a th- good third quarter because even in game one, they had a great third quarter, even though they had a 
all-time terrible fourth quarter. Probably the maybe the worst I've seen like as part of this dynasty. Yeah, what was it? A forty to sixteen yeah, run. Forty to sixteen. That's just you're not going to win games, especially in the fourth quarter if you allow that. No, not at all. I think uh, a big thing that helped the Warriors this game, besides people like Wiggins and Looney who played better this game, also like having um, Gary Payton the second back. I think that was a big help off the bench. I thought he played good defense, good help defense. And um, I thought overall the Warriors made some good adjustments that the Celtics will probably look to make in game three to keep up with the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, um, we saw a lot of Jordan Poole. Um, I know he didn't play that much in the first game. Um but just seeing that uh, right at halftime, was it halftime? No, ended uh, a third. Ended third, yeah. Uh, basically a half-court shot that uh, it was just silky smooth. I mean, that was one of the craziest shots of this series so far. Yeah. Um, and I, Th- that and Derek White's three in game one. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I mean, after that shot, it really just electrified the, the crowd. And, and, I mean... I think everybody knew right then and there that this game was over and, yeah. you know, we were going into Boston, tied it one apiece. <laughs> yeah. I think he, even, uh, Ime Yadoka thought it was over too. Cause he was rolling out of the going into the fourth with, uh, Naismith out there and Grant Williams and Pritchard. And well, he got teed up you know, too. So, yeah. I mean, he, there was um, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on on that Boston sidelines that I mean, <laughs> I mean, their starters really didn't play the entire fourth. No. And, uh, you know, you kind of like to see like that out of your coach, though. He's just sticking out. I think they did kind of get some maybe unfavorable calls for a road team. But, I mean, that's going to happen in series. You kind of – it's not going to erase a 30-point lead, though, so they, they still have to play better. But you like to see your coaches stick up for the team. Right. Yeah, I mean – I definitely thought Boston was going to have a chance. Um, you know, Tatum and Brown, especially Brown in that first quarter, was literally hitting everything. I think at one point he was like four for five on three of four from three. So yeah, uh, good sign early on. And Tatum ended up finishing with 28 points, six of nine from deep. Um, they just couldn't get a lot from Horford, Williams and smart. I mean, all three of those combined for six points. I mean, if you have, if you have three starters combining for six points, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win games at all. No. And yeah, I mean, you probably don't really expect it out of, out of somebody like uh, Williams as much. It's so far, it's looking like this might be a very tough series for Williams. Like, I don't think he matches up quite as well in the series. Um, I think I definitely like the most disappointing probably is smart. I feel like you, you kind of expect it more out of smart than even like Horford. Like you expect him to be the team leader and at least put it up like 10 points, like, you know, like five assists. Like seemed like he was kind of like lacking on D a little bit this game too. Yeah. You don't see that a lot from smart either. I mean, usually he brings that energy on defense and, like every game yeah it's usually the offense that is spotty you know he takes a lot of questionable shots and that's what you get (laughs) on him for but this game i mean it was just tough to watch i mean 
it honestly looked like Boston was just mailing this in and just being like, we're happy to get one game. We'll go back to our stadium. Um, We got home court advantage now. If we take care of business at home, we'll be up 3-1. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the last last team to lose 3-1 was the Warriors, so. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to put any bad jinxes on that, but uh, yeah, it would be kind of crazy to see if Boston would have three one, and if the Warriors could kind of, you know, rewrite that in the history books, and that, you know, yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I think from like the Warriors' perspective, though, I'd rather just win games, like go up four one or win four one if I was them. But yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. I think. uh Big thing for Boston too is like maybe I don't know what the health's looking like of Robert Williams, but man, at times that he looked like he was the last one to get up and down the court at times because he was hurting. Yeah, you want to so, just recap what happened to Robert Williams there? Yeah, I think uh, I can't. I think it was Smart that ended up hitting him, but he was going up for a board, and I think Smart ended up hitting knee to knee with his knee, and since he just a month ago i think he had surgery on that knee um cleanup surgery but i mean that's gonna be tough because he's been sitting out like every other or like uh every couple of games with um the knee injury kind of soreness so yeah i mean they really need him just for pain presence i mean horford's not bad at it but um robert williams is just younger more athleticism um yeah it's really like the Peyton presence because like in game one he had a, a great block on Wiggins that changed a lot of the momentum and yeah. when Wiggins can get to the basket that can cause problems for the team especially like even like Draymond Green like I think he went like two for 14 in the game one yeah. and like this game he was able to get to the basket like a little bit more which creates those kickouts to those flamethrowers he has on the outside so that's tough to stop if you're the right. Celtics. I mean, speaking of flamethrowers, um, Steph, um, Jordan Poole, we talked about both those players. Um, those two are doing great. One player, the other Splash Brother. Struggling. Clay, struggling through two games. Um, Who's the Brick Brother today? Didn't you find it? <laughs> didn't you find it weird that they like when they had the game wrapped up that they just continued to play clay late in that game. I did find it a little weird just cause like I understand why he would do it, but the injury perspective, I, I don't think I would have risked it like that. I think clay can get hot at any time. So I don't think he needs the confidence as much as other players, but I think he wanted to get him some time to see a shot go in, but and that, but that didn't happen though. Yeah, at a certain it, point, it was like, "Are you hurting his confidence worse by right. him?" <laughs> like, I mean, just to look uh, at the stats a little bit: four for nineteen, one of eight from three. Um, puts up the the number or the amount of points that he has on the back. His number eleven. So, yeah. Just it's been a struggle for Clay so far. Uh, yeah, and even going back to, I mean, he was obviously better a little bit in game one, but going back to game one, like. Six of 14, so not shooting great. He's shooting about 30% from the field and, like, only, like, 25 to 30% from three. So, yeah, you want to see that pick up, definitely. And then I think sometimes Clay Clay lets that affect other parts of his game, too, when he's – because he's a real – 
passionate player, so I think sometimes when he's not hitting on the other end, it can affect his D too. Right. Yeah, I mean, Warriors really just came out of this game and from the get-go kind of just really wanted it more. Um, one player we haven't talked about, though, yet is um, I just want to talk a little bit more of Derek White in the first half. Um, I think he had like a career high, like three blocks, I want to say. Did he have three blocks? Yeah. I know he had two for sure. Um, hey, let's check real quick. I know uh, Looney had three steals in the first half, which, I mean, when you're uh, leading the team in steals it, and it's Kayvon Looney, things are, <laughs> things are looking good for your team if that's happening. Yeah. Uh, no, so Derek Derek White had two. He had two, two blocks, blocks in the game. Um, I think one was on Steph, and the other one was. Uh, oh, he he blocked. Uh, he got the chase down on uh, Pool. Oh yeah, and then Pool tripped him. Dirty <laughs> <Yeah>. Pool. <laughs> it ended well, up not being a technical though, because they said he was just protecting himself. Yeah. Which I I think no call is fine on that play, because like either way, like you don't want somebody to walk over you because you could get he hurt. Didn't, that like way. he didn't trip him or anything. So like yeah, it would have been different. Like if he would have Grayson Allen him and just and stuck his foot out or yeah, tripped or like him or grabbed, grabbed him. Yeah. I think he was pushing his leg off more than anything. Right. So but. minor contact. I think the refs kind of knew that and uh, let it go. So yeah. even like uh, in the first half, like uh, Draymond got the one technical and then he was close, very, very close to getting this multiple technical. times. So like, I felt like, yeah, especially on the one though, that they reviewed it. Cause like, yeah, it could have gone either way. Like, I think if it's a regular season game, like, I think he might be gone just cause, but like the, you know, playoff game in the finals, they, they let it slide. But if you're a Boston fan, I think you want to see that called. Yeah. So if you guys missed it, uh, Jalen Brown went up for a three. Kinda. I know you talked about it a little bit. Jalen Brown stuck out his leg a little bit. Yeah. And then kind of brought it out. back. But then Draymond kind of landed on Brown and then um, yeah. kind of had his feet over the top of of Brown. Yeah. And then Brown kind of pushed him off. And then it's kind of like a little mini shoving match. And then yeah. uh, they called the technical on Draymond. But uh, that was his first technical. Um, they, yeah, no, or that was Grant Williams the first time. Oh, Grant Williams yeah, first Grant, time, yeah. And they... Which, could have called was, uh, and if we're being honest that was the best play grant williams made the entire game <laughs> right <laughs> right and he they could have had another technical on him on the jalen brown one and then yeah later on you could see grant williams trying to get into draymond's head again and try to try to, try to get that second technical maybe get him kicked out or suspended or something you never know what's going to happen with with some of the some of the refs and what they want to choose to call, you know, they, they were definitely being uh, lenient to Draymond this game because there there's a couple of times where he set some screens that basically tackled Marcus Smart, and they let it slide like which, twice. Yeah, like twice. One he was like literally laying on top of him. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I don't maybe you'll get that in Boston, but I don't know. I feel like you're that's going to be a foul at least in Boston. I think 
See, I don't I don't see Golden State winning this second game back to back in Boston. Yeah. I can see them maybe um maybe tying it up in game four, but I think going home, I think Boston kind of comes out stronger and um more relaxed on the uh defensive side. I thought at times they kinda got lost in transition in this game and allowed Golden State to get easy buckets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think a uh, big thing for Boston, though, is, like, you know, besides this for the first half tonight, like, really, like, in the whole game last game and then in the second half of this game, uh, Tatum has played, like, pretty pedestrian. Like, I, I know he had 12 assists in the first game, so it's, it's good that he was moving the ball around. But at the same time, like, I mean, if Boston's going to win this series, they need – uh, Tatum to play a full 48 like good minutes you know not like play all 48 but play like a full game you know yeah he hasn't had one of those vintage you know games like he had in Miami so yeah. I mean that's why I'm saying look out for game three because I think game three he'll come out and I think he could have like a 40 you know yeah. high 30 point game um, depends on what Jalen Brown does of course too because yeah. he looked really good uh, early on in this game, but uh, Brown, yeah. yeah, Brown like honestly, he looked great in the first half. Like uh, their whole team kind of played bad in the second half, but I mean, I think Brown's been pretty consistent so far throughout this series, just in the first yeah. two games. Um, um, Golden State kind of saw that though early on. I don't think they were playing tight defense early on in that first quarter, but then you saw it, yeah, later in that first quarter when they ended up taking the lead at the end of the first quarter, and then that carried over into the second quarter where both teams played pretty good defense. And then yeah. it just stayed the same for golden state, the rest of the game. And then Boston kind of just let up on that defensive side of the ball. We talked about Marcus smart, not really having uh, the same fire under, under himself to mm-hmm. kind of get his Boston squad going. Um, Robert Williams kind of got rolled up. Like we talked about yeah. injured. Um, so keep an eye out on Robert Williams to see going forward if what? he can yeah and uh, speaking of Robert Williams like a key, a key stat in this game like two big things but one was the turnovers obviously getting 15 steals by the Warriors is big and then also like and this plays into Robert Williams being hurt is the Warriors outscored them 40 to 24 in the paint and you know, you you can't let that happen, especially to a good three point shooting team like the Warriors. Like, if you're letting them get to the paint with ease, and then open up the kickouts, it's going to be a tough night, and you're going to end up losing by 20 points, like tonight. Right. And Warriors really don't have a lot of players that can drive to the basket and get quality looks inside either. I mean, no. Off the top of my head, you got Steph Curry who can get to the rim yeah but that's just because floaters yeah that's just because you're more threatened by him taking that step back three or yeah whatnot clay not really known for getting to the basket maybe jordan Poole sometimes but you saw he got blocked a couple times yeah um, uh wiggins can definitely wiggins get can, to the basket um um Kayvon looney just hangs out under the basket so uh you they're setting monster screens or getting like yeah. little dump offs yeah, you saw that. I mean, you've seen that in this playoffs is Steph will draw like 
I think I saw it like three or four times a day where he draws like three defenders and then yeah. it's an easy drop off pass to Looney for an easy two handed dunk. Yeah. I feel like so, sometimes you kind of just, even though he's big, you forget about Looney just because there's so many other like people that you got to be honest towards. Um, and I think like that was a big part though. Cause I was just looking at game one and the, the points in the paint was 34 to 26, the Celtics and that, that that's a you can't have like when when you have like people like Tatum and and Brown and guys that are more known for being able to get to the basket like I mean you should expect that you're gonna outscore the Warriors in the paint um, exactly and they for some reason they they've been I mean uh, credit to good defense but they've been able to stop uh, or give Tatum problems when he's been going to the basket I think uh, Looney does a good job of not jumping for things like and part of it's just not being like super athletic in general, but like he does a good job of not like falling for his pump fakes and stuff like that. Right. I mean, he's a but. good center when it comes like his verticality though, on most of like, he's not going to block a lot of shots, but no, he alters a lot, which yeah. maybe it's more important because then it allows whoever's taking that shot um, to possibly miss the shot. And then you can push it in transition instead of, a block where it might go yeah. out of bounds and then not they get the ball back. Yeah, so. exactly. I think uh, even like even Wiggins has just like really surprised me with like how good he's done. Like so far the series, just like on guys like Brown and Tatum, like when, when he gets onto them, I don't even know if the stats back it up, but like, it just seems like he gives them a tough time. Like when they're driving, like, things that like were seemed easy in like the heat series for like Brown, like, like Brown's really good at getting like to his spots. It seems like, like in the paint at certain times, like, well, he has to, cause his dribbling isn't. The yeah. Best. Well, and even like Tatum, like Tatum's like super good at like getting those like tough, like fadeaways to go. And like, I, th- I think like Wiggins, like length and then his like, vertical leap it just allows him to get just like a little bit like where you can alter the shots even if it doesn't always like show up on like the stat sheet or like the advanced statistics but yeah that's i mean that's why you saw so many turnovers by boston i told you earlier like the one thing that this boston team's missing is uh, just a solid point card that can kind of get the offense flowing uh marcus smart's good at that at some points but like when there's more pressure put on to Marcus Smart, yeah, and then he has to put it into Jalen Brown's hands or Tatum, and you saw some of those passes by Tatum that were working in Game One, that didn't work out in Game yeah. Two, and then Brown, I mean, they didn't really count on him to do a lot of driving. He was mainly taking a lot of threes, yeah, mid rangers which falled early. Didn't happen mm-hmm. in the second half though. And, you know, part of that, too, is, like, not hitting those open shots that they hit in game one. Like, uh, like Smart made, it like, a great pass in the third quarter to a wide-open Jalen Brown, and he bricked it. And, like, that he hits that in the first half. And, like, those can end up being, like, six-point swings when, like, you brick a three, and then they go down and Poole hits a 50-footer. <laughs> and, right. like, you know, like, shit, stuff like that. Like, you know, those are big swings. And I think – uh that's what Boston's going to have to do if they're going to win this series is they're going to have to hit those open shots, which they are getting open shots too. Yeah. Um, I thought Golden State, uh, I just look at the stats real quick, but uh, 
for some reason, it just felt like in transition they were getting more easier looks than Boston was. But yeah, um, fast break points were pretty much dead even. Boston actually had one more point in fast break points. Fast but, break. Um, it was the same and, game one, twelve to eleven. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Even though Boston had seven more turnovers in game one or in this game, yeah. in this game, they had more points off turnovers too. Yeah, thirty-three compared to fifteen, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Um, Boston had seven blocks to Golden State's two, but I think it was just the the turnovers. I mean, they had fifteen. Golden State had fifteen steals, which is. <sighs> I mean, that's a glaring stat that uh, no team really wants to go through. I mean, yeah. it kind of reminds me of the Memphis-Minnesota series where you saw, like, every other possession, there was some sort of turnover and leading to a fast break. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't remind me of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's it's tough for me to get out of my head, too. I Like, just look at looking over the stats again, like, the they had the same – this is kind of surprising though, but like they had the same exact three point numbers. They both went 15 for 37. Like it's funny that they shot exactly the same, but so that just goes to show that like they, they couldn't get to the basket and make some of those tough shots fall this game. And, you know, I think, I think though, in especially in game three, I think Tatum for sure will make a point of going to the basket. I would be surprised if he didn't honestly, like, Cause I, I think he's probably, I mean, he's not, he's definitely the second best player on the floor besides I would still give it to Steph. Yeah. If, if you're a Boston fan though, like I'm looking through every single statistic on here and there's nothing that you can nitpick that can make Boston fans feel any better. Like I thought early on that the fouls were really tilted in golden state's favor. Yeah. Um, just looking at it, Golden State had one less foul called on them that, than Boston did. And they only took three more free throws than Boston as well. 20 free throws by Golden State to 17. Um, Boston even shot a better free throw percentage too. It yeah. just, I think Golden State really just had a better game plan coming into this game. They really needed it. Um, Shout out to um, um, who was it that said that Golden State was going to win by double digits? Um, uh, Jalen Rose. Yeah, Jalen Rose. Yeah. So Jalen Rose said it from the get go. He's like, mm-hmm. Golden State's going to win by double figures, and yep. and it came true. Yeah, it certainly did. I think uh, honestly, like if if uh if I'm a Warriors fan, I I'm feeling pretty pretty confident right now. Like. I would say the Warriors for 90 of the 96 minutes that have been played so far have looked like the better team. There's a six minutes where they went nuclear in the fourth quarter of the first game. But other than that, I think uh, the Warriors have played really good basketball, especially like even like tonight, like when you think about it, Clay goes four for 19 (laughs) and you lose by 20 still. Yeah, it's got to hurt. That that that's got a sting. Like I I know that the Celtics could hit more shots too, but like at the same time, 
you got to think that there's got to be a clay game coming soon. Right. Um, we are going back to Boston, though. We got two home games in Boston. I think that's the only bright spot you can look at as yeah. a Boston fan is you have it tied at 1 1. Um, Unless Clay thinks Boston looks like OKC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, who, who do you have winning this series, though? I know we haven't really, we haven't talked about it a ton. But... Yeah, I, I'm sticking to my guns here, and I, I said Warriors and seven, and I'm sticking to it. Warriors and seven. Warriors and seven, okay. I, um, I, I said from the start of the year, Warriors and seven over the Bucks. It ended up being the Celtics. I'm sticking to it. The I dynasty s- continued. Yeah, I said, <laughs> so after the 4-0 uh, series win against Brooklyn, I, I had it in my head that, you know, I love just Boston's defense and yeah, just the swarming defense they play with. They didn't play with it that great this game, but uh, you saw it in game one. I still feel confident in Boston. Um, I'm going Boston in six. Boston um, six. I think... I think they take both games at home, mm-hmm. and then um, wow. more than likely they'll lose game five in Golden State, Golden State. and then I see them winning in Boston game six. In Boston. Yeah. It's I, a bold I mean, call. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Um, I haven't heard yeah. a lot of uh, media members or fans in general that – think that boston's gonna win this series so in boston i you know it's it's not that like i don't think boston is a good team or anything like obviously they're in the nba finals i think that boston's time is coming like it's, it's they are really, young i think i think they're right around the corner i think they need the, the thing that separates them for me is that like the warriors just have like uh, just a plethora of like weapons like it just crazy like it's like where are you pulling all these players from? Like they have, and uh, I think like the the Celtics go like what like seven deep like with like tons of minutes, and then sometimes eight with Pritchard, and um, sometimes a little bit of Naismith or Tice. But I mean they they don't really go that deep into their bench like the Warriors no. do sometimes. And I said think like what they're one more piece, but I mean I could could be wrong if if tatum comes to play like i know he can play he's gonna have to yeah like i i think that they could win the series but like tatum has to be the man out there uh tatum's gonna need to make me say like he's better than steph now like by the end of the series which i i think like he he's capable of but i don't know if he'll get there or not what what do you think about uh do you Tatum's like shoulder. Do you think that's been affecting him at all, or I don't know if you've seen him grab it at all? Or... Yeah, you saw him grimace a little bit. Um, what in the second quarter there? Yeah. Um, it was kind of worry worrisome because uh, after I saw that, I was kind of looking at his next shot and how it was going to look. Um, yeah. He missed his next shot, um, but literally one possession after that came down, shot a three, and made it again. So. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah. keep an eye out for it, of course. Um, but I don't think it's going to, this yeah. is the NBA finals. Yeah. I mean, I think Robert Williams is a little different just cause like he had surgery on it, you know? Right. Right. That's a bigger, bigger issue. Um, yeah. I think this is something Tatum can kind of fight through. I mean, I'm no doctor, but I, I yeah. think, I think Tatum's going to be fine. I think he's going to play. Yeah. I'd have to agree. I think, uh, I think he'll be fine. I think it, I mean, it's definitely probably affecting him, but like, I think like 
everybody has their little kinks at this time in the year. Like you're, especially when you got guys like Draymond tackling you on screens, like you're going to feel it the next day. <laughs> um, well, I think, I mean, he's, he's capable. Tatum is one of those like few guys in the league where like he does that little step to the side move where like it's literally unguardable. It's just a, whether he makes it or misses it. Like it, it's one of those moves that he's going to get it off like almost no matter what. And usually somebody smaller is guarding him too. I mean, he's six foot eight, six foot nine. So that, yeah. just that steps to the side or whatever, it gives him even more room to be able to get that shot off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Wiggins can kind of guard it cause he's same size, but yeah, when you're going to the side, most defenders aren't going to be able to react as well, quick as you already know exactly. when it's going to happen. And even like, uh, he, I mean, he got it off on like, taller got two like clay and stuff like that like this like clay's not as athletic as wiggins though so that's why i think wiggins has like a little bit of a like an advantage of like actually like being able to stop it a little bit but at the same time like that's just such a tough it reminds me of like kd's shot a little bit just like right. obviously i know kd's a seven footer and can get his shot off but like that step to the side is just it's an incredible move it, it rem- kind of reminds me of like lebron's little like Yes, he sizes up people and does that little, like, step back, you know? Right. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, like, every... It seems like every superstar has that shot in their bag. Yeah. I mean, James Harden famously kind of patented it. Yeah. But, uh... I still but he's lost his... <laughs> yeah, he's lost his athleticism, though. You've yeah. seen that in James, but... Uh, it seems like every superstar has that to, like, take them to the next step. Mm-hmm. But uh, going forward, uh, game three... Uh, what are you looking forward to? What are uh, your takeaways that uh, you want uh, some of the listeners to look forward to in uh, Game Three? In Game Three, I would look for like I'm I'm picking the Celtics to win Game Three. I think Celtics will get going at home and they'll win Game Three, and then I think the Warriors will take Game Four. But in Game Three, I think uh, the Celtics are going to get the role players going again. I think uh, there's no way. Al Horford scores two points again. I think he has at least like 15 and 10 or something like that. Um, they'll probably make it a point to get him more involved. And then um, I think, honestly, I, I think Tatum is the type of player too that takes things like to heart. And I think he'll make sure that he's more involved in this game, at least like from the second half. Like he's not going to be as passive at times yeah I, I could be wrong but i think after every single loss that boston's had they've came back and they've won so yeah um and you usually see that grit and grind defense that they normally play with you didn't see it in game two but i see them coming out with a different defensive mentality in game three mm-hmm. um and then like you said getting the role players going you know yeah i don't think you're gonna see marcus smart al horford um, I don't even think like if Robert Williams is healthy, I don't, I don't think either one of those three ends up with two points again. Um, no. And I think Tatum, I think this is Tatum's game. This next game. I think this is where he goes I, yeah, off. Um, what, well, like, like you said, like the, the role players are going to be huge for him because like they combine for six or smart Horford and, um, what's his name? Derek white. Com- combined for 16 this game right and uh, when 
when you're pretty, I mean, when Tatum and uh, Brown are like your two stars, like you need scoring, like they can't score a hundred points themselves. Like, so you need guys to step up and 16 between three guys doesn't cut it. Yeah. If I'm Golden State though, if I, if I want to steal one, I think you have to get, um, if I'm Steph, Draymond and Clay, um, first off, you got to get Clay going. Uh, second off, I think you got to get your young players going. Um, mm-hmm. Peyton hasn't played in this situation. Jordan Poole hasn't played in this situation. Um, Wiggins hasn't been in this situation. So you got to get those players involved. And then also you got to get, uh, I think they did a good job in game one and game two of getting those drop off dunk, um, opportunities for Kayvon Looney. So, uh, get yeah. Looney going in the, in the first, first half, kind of keep it close. And then if they can keep it close like they did in this game, um, have one of those Golden State Warriors third quarters. And I think that's their best bet at this point. I think it's worked so far. Um, mm-hmm. but Yeah, I'd say that if the Warriors are going to win this game, they either need a lot more production. They need a lot more production out of just scoring-wise from Clay and Wiggins. That Wiggins went four for 12 tonight. Like, he plays really good defense, and, and like he hit some like timely shots this game, but I think like you need like a little bit more from both of them. Like you need them to combine for like forty points or something if they're going to win on the road. Right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I I like the position of the Warriors. I think. Um, I mean, it, it really all the hinges on like how how bad does Tatum want it? How good is he going to play? Um, so I think he's one of those guys where, like, since he's a two-way type of player, I think he can completely take over a game, maybe even more so than Steph, just because, like, I mean, Steph can't, like, if you hit three threes in a row, like, that's... that's Played pretty good yeah, in game that's, one and game two. That's tough to stop, but, like, when you can affect both ends of the court at such a high level, like, you can really take over a game. So we'll have to see what he does, but what about you? Um... Yeah, I'm looking to see at, at you know how Boston plays on the defensive end. I think it starts there, um, and then offense will come if they, if they can stop down stop Golden State's offense. I think their defense is way better than Golden State's at this point. Um, but just see just see how that works out, and um, if Boston can get their get that going. Um, mm-hmm. Stop Boy, Golden one, State. One other tidbit that I just want to throw in here. Yeah, that Draymond took 14 shots in game one, three in this game. I want. I do not want Draymond, less of Draymond. shooting. I like it. more of Draymond overall in the game, but less of Draymond shooting. And I think perfect rotations tonight, especially like not have it like Equidala seemed like a little bit shaky with his injury and like he was um, a little timid to shoot at times it seemed like. So like, there was times where there was like so much like congestion in certain areas, whereas I think they managed it better tonight. So a little bit less of Draymond. <laughs> usually shooting. though, I know, but usually Draymond on the road doesn't shoot a lot. Usually yeah. he shoots a lot at home. Yeah. So I don't see that going forward. At least yeah, in, I don't, in Boston. I don't see it. I just like, like don't take those if they get like right. Boston wants to give you those Draymond. Right. <laughs> they left him open today and he didn't take them. Yeah. So. And I, he made the extra pass and made it work. So, um, game three is on Tuesday or Wednesday. It seems like a week's in between every game, but 
I want to say it's on Wednesday because usually when they switch over, uh, it is on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. eight o'clock on ABC. Um, we will have another podcast uh, going on right after the game as well. Um, so that'll probably come out the next day on Thursday. Uh, and then you have game four um, on Friday. But uh, until then, we'll see you guys uh, on third on Wednesday. Sounds good. Um, Signing off. Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>